It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. Happy to be with you because it's Masters Week, and that is always very exciting. Uh, so we've got a couple sharp minds here alongside me, Justin Van Zuden. I will be hosting the show over the next 45 minutes or so for you as we break down the, uh, of course, iconic golf tournament, uh, the Masters this week. So happy to do that with uh, two of my close friends here in the DFS world. We've got the usual Mr. Notorious, Derek Farnsworth on one side. Noto, how's it going? Masters week, baby. And uh, hey, Tiger's, you know, warming up. We think he's going to give it a go. So uh, I couldn't be any happier. And uh, we have Wiley, too. I mean, what a week. What's up? What's up? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, number two storyline is that Tiger's playing. The number one is that Wiley is on the show. So uh, Matthew Wiley, Golflandia podcast creator, is with us as well. He's joined us before. Uh, He did, uh, you know, not horrible enough to get kicked off. So he's back for the Masters. Uh, all kidding aside, Wiley, great to have you back and uh, welcome. Yeah, thanks, guys. I always like being here with my friends. And uh, I'm a little disappointed I don't have the green screen background. So you get real time what's happening behind me. Hey, ours aren't green either. Oh, yeah. You got a, you got a nice background. <laughs> but I do have a ghost in my office, if you follow my Twitter feed that real time interacted with me last week. So perhaps you see it on the feed, perhaps give them a prize if they see it. <laughs> Speaking of prizes, we will give out a couple of prizes during the show. Wiley's very good at the lead-ins to the promos. Uh, okay. We appreciate that. Uh, he he did, did well with that last time too, with the promo code. So uh, we're going to do some giveaways on the show and uh, we hope there's plenty of you. There are plenty of you watching live. There's no NBA tonight. The college basketball championship game doesn't start for what seems like another three hours uh, for reasons unbeknown to me as team old guy. I'm not sure why they start the championship game at 920, but that's okay. That gives us time to get through the show here and talk to you and do some giveaways. And we will do those giveaways in the Roto Grinders Discord. So if you are wondering where you can chat along with us, if you're watching live on YouTube, rotogrinders.com backslash discord. We are in the live stream chat channel. That's where we'll be. That's free. You can get in there without a premium subscription. Of course, we'd like to encourage you to give the premium content a try, and maybe we'll give away a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium here later in the show. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully, we get a few more viewers, a few people that find the Discord channel and uh, people chatting along with us, and then we will do those giveaways. So Roto-Grinders Discord live stream chat is the channel that, uh, that we'll be talking in during the show. All right. Uh, We don't have to spend too much time on last week because the tournament was a dumpster fire. Uh, But congratulations to JJ Spawn. Big victory for him. Uh, That's about the extent of of my week. Uh, The lineups were pretty well dead. I had one six of six lineup and it had speed in it. So uh, it uh, did not go according to plan for me. Uh, But uh, Noto, what else? uh, What happened with you? Did you win some big money last week? 
I was over here touting Ricky Fowler. So uh, no, uh -huh. no, uh, no big wins for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, kind of felt bad for the tournament and the PGA Tour. I mean, uh, you know, Spieth didn't play that well. Bryson and Rory missed the cut. Then you had Bo Hossler and, you know, J.J. Spawn battling it out for the win. So uh, not my favorite event ever, but uh, yeah, hopefully Wiley or you had better success. Than no, that. I didn't. I already said that. So <laughs> okay. it was not good for me. Maybe Wiley, uh, oh, but no, it sucked it, it. I went 40 percent Rory McIlroy. Had that turn out? Just, well, I had 50 or no, I no, I think. Yeah, I had 50. Noto had 60 and Wiley had 40. We combined for 150 percent exposure to Rory, so yeah, it didn't work well. Uh, and and I talked myself onto Bryson as the week went along. That didn't work either. Um, and it was just a yeah, it was a throwaway week. But better to have the throwaway week last week than this week, uh, because there's plenty of money up for grabs uh, with the Masters. But uh, Wiley, any other takeaways from the tournament other than throw it away and move on that you want to pass along? Not really. I mean, listen, if you wanted any sort of um, analysis of Bryson or, or Rory or where their game is, I mean, if Rory, a lot of people say, well, they no golfer intentionally makes misses a cut. I know he wants to go into the Masters in as good a form as possible. And missing the cut, he didn't look good. Uh, Bryson's game, even by his own admission today in his interview, is 80% at best. I'd say at best. Uh, you can't go into the Masters doing that. You just can't go in and win. Plus the the enormous amount of pressure that Rory puts on himself to win this Grand Slam to the point of he gets physically ill prior to the week. Uh, yeah, that's the thing I gleaned. And you know what? Part of what makes this interesting is basically everybody that played and stunk it up last week is going to have lower ownership now. Nobody's going to play Bryson. Nobody's going to play Hideki because he's hurt. Nobody's going to play Rory because he sucked last week. Nobody's going to play Casey because he withdrew at the match play. All these guys that normally would get ownership because of the bias of their last time out, people aren't going to play. I think that makes for an interesting talking point this week, and uh, we'll certainly dig into that. But uh, Noto, other takeaways? from last week otherwise you can just tell the people about augusta yeah not many my only other uh note that i had is that uh, a few of the guys in the field had good sundays um for this week so Corey connors george speed tony finau all had their best rounds of the week on sunday so maybe they uh found a little bit of something uh heading into the masters but uh yeah should we get into you said you said the keyword is tony finau right oh yeah <laughs> i wish he'd shot eight over because now he sucks you back in. Our, <laughs> at, least, uh, at least our early ownership projections look pretty nice on him. Sub eight. Yeah. Okay. For now, maybe it's just our little bubble, our little female bubble. I'm in the bubble as well. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see how that works out. The, uh, the lineups might be dead before they get going, um, but uh, we'll see. So, all right, Noto, fire away. Tell the people about the course in case we've got some new viewers. All right, so everybody knows uh, Augusta National at this point. Um, the big changes this year, they lengthened uh, holes 11 and 15. So 11 is going to be even more difficult than usual. Uh, I think it actually is longer than the par 5 13th now. And then uh, 15 is just going to be a little bit longer, so um, tougher to reach into if you don't uh, hit a really good drive there. But uh, overall, I mean, you got to take advantage of the par fives. Um, then there's a you know short par four, number three, that you can uh, take advantage of as well. After that, you just kind of got to hold on uh, on the par threes and the par fours. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, this could play closer to 7,800 yards with uh, the way they mow the fairways um, so that you don't get a lot of rollout. 
Plus, there's been a lot of rain in the area. There could be some rain early uh, this week as well. Uh, and historically, I mean, distance has been a huge premium here, um, certainly over accuracy. We could also see, I've heard uh, they've mowed down some of the first cuts um, so that we're going to see some errant tee shots, you know, roll further into the trees uh, and the pine straw. So I don't know if that's going to play a big difference, but it'll certainly be interesting to watch. Uh, the greens themselves feature bent grass. They're lightning fast. Uh, a lot of three putts here. So lag putting is going to be very important. And then my final note, you just got to be creative. I mean, that's why Jordan Speed has had so much success here uh, with his approach shots, with around the green, with his putting. Um, just one of those shot makers type of courses. You can have a lot of uneven lies on the fairway. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be fun. I think course history is going to be obviously a big deal. Um, it's the most predictive event of the year when it comes to course history. And, uh, yeah, do you guys have anything else? You know, I think it, it, it's interesting because everyone is going to tell you that about the course history, but we could see the trends being bucked a little bit by some of these younger guys that are just so good that have come onto the scene the last three or four years. I mean, Scheffler's played here twice and he's the most expensive golfer in the field and he's finished inside the top 20 both times. Zalatoris was second here uh, in his debut. I mean, Morikawa's made the cut both times he's played here. So while course history is obviously significantly beneficial here because of the way the course is designed, uh, some of these guys are just so good now that I, I don't know. I, I find myself weighing it a little bit less than I normally would, whether that's right or wrong. Uh, I just think it's a fascinating talking point to, to kind of see how some of these younger guys that have already ascended to the top of the PGA tour, how they, you know, mesh with the, the veterans here. So uh, Wiley, sure. your thoughts. Yeah. I think that um, Tiger said it a couple of years ago. It's, it, it's how you play the golf course is how you win the golf course. Meaning you, you play the green, you don't play the flag stick. Conservative golf, and everyone, you know, some people would assume Tiger is not a conservative golfer. He is. Um, he's calculated. He's a great iron player, but he also has a ton of experience and a game plan for this week, which I saw, you know, just visually watching him on the, on the practice range. He isn't here. He's been practicing for four months. He isn't here just to test things out. He will play in a tournament if he knows he can win. Um, they lengthen additional, additionally, because I was talking to Ray Floyd and his brother Robert earlier, they lengthened 18 as well, which by 13 yards, which could be a big consideration off the tee in those bunkers to the left uh, and where they come into play. Uh, it is a par five scoring course, yes. So 15, the lengthening of that will change the dynamics of whether you hit a, what, four iron or five iron into firm and fast greens in, in, into prevailing wind or previously a six iron. That's a huge difference. But overall, I mean, this is, this is something that you have to be mentally prepared for. The crowd, the ghosts, the sort of the expectations, look at Rose, look at Casey, look at Rory, the gravity of that. And now, and now, You've got Tiger and this giant sun is now shot. I mean, look at the practice round just for him on T1. It is electric. So who can mentally prepare for that and have the guts to be able to overcome all of that? I mean, Tiger won his 2019 in the 12th hole. He absolutely kill shot these people in the brain. Molinari, and I think it was, was it Brooks? When Brooks, Fina. Uh, yeah, Fina, excuse three me. Of them. Brooks he knew too, how though. to do it. 
because he knew the course. He knew how to play to the green and not the pin. And so, yeah, I don't know if that helps any. I got a ton of course notes, but follow my Twitter. <laughs> my my only other note on the course history thing, for me, it applies less to the first timer. I think that the first timer narrative gets over overblown a little bit, but guys that just don't play well here year in and year out, I don't think you need to you know, take a strong look at them. But uh, somebody like Zalatoris, like you mentioned, Sung Jay finished second or third here in his first try. So if they're really talented, I'll certainly go there. And there are a couple that uh, I'll be playing this week in, um, you know, Cam Young and uh, Sam Burns. But uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, top golfers in the field here. Then we've got our usual smorgasbord of uh, elite options at the masters. Now, I guess another factor before we do that, only 92 golfers in the field this week and the cut line top 50 and ties at Augusta. And there's a lot of veterans in the field that basically are just happy to be here and they're going to play their 36 holes and they're going to go home. So uh, Noda, does that change your lineup building philosophy at all? Yeah, I definitely think you want to chase more upside than usual. Um, a guy that gets you a T35 is going to be good most weeks, but um, it's not going to help you that much uh, this week. And I actually ran my probabilities, and there's like 10 guys with less than 5% chance of making the cut um, in the field this week for my model. So, yeah, it's essentially like 80 guys uh, in the field, and top 15 ties are going to make it. Yeah, Wiley, any thoughts on the cut line and the, the smaller field here for you? Yeah, typically you want to find a field of 150, you want to find six guys and make the cut. If you're lucky enough to get that through, let's say 20% of your 150 lineups, you're in great shape. That's a lot. Uh, this week, you've got to, like uh, Derek said, I almost said Robert Torres, you've got <laughs> to play, you've got to play upside um, and price and then leveraging ownership, you know, either way. And um it's tough. I mean, it's tougher to find a unique lineup. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for <laughs> six of the top 10. So. I mean, it, it all depends on if there is some chalk that busts or not, or, you know, depending if all the chalk makes the cut. And I, yeah, I wish I, I had a stat though, Justin, like I, I, and I, I can't quote this directly, but it said highest. Uh, Was the, it a uh... chalk? Do you see it today? DK DFS on Twitter. Yes. The chalk, yeah. you have to maybe reiterate this for me because I may say it incorrectly, but the chalkiest plays over the last few years have always outperformed their price. Right. Right. So it's sometimes eating chalk. I mean, Connor's 30% may be a big amount to eat, <laughs> um, but they always perform at their price. Yeah. I think the total aggregate ownership of the Millie Maker last year was like 117% something wild like that um and usually you know we try to keep it like under 100 when we're building our mmes uh, so yeah a lot of chalk tends to hit at the masters all right with that let's dig in we've got uh usually we only have like five golfers above 10k we've got what seven this week on DraftKings, so a little bit uh more in terms of volume of golfers above 10k but several of them kind of right around that 10k mark so uh, Wiley, I'll let you have the first crack at the uh, the top range here. A couple guys that are standing out for you above 10K on DraftKings. Okay, the standouts to me, I mean, Scheffler's interesting. I think that it, had he not won the Dell match play, he'd probably be priced at 9,600 and be 20 plus percent owned. Uh, 11,000 top top price. He's going to be lower. I'm still not walk, watching him walk around today. I think it's it's a pretty daunting title to be world number one 
and uh, the guy. Um, Rom, of course, I think his ownership may come down a bit. DJ, I like. Other than that, I mean, I just think that Thomas kind of walks around a little bit in Tiger's shadow. Um, he's, he's, you know, a good friend of his and a little bit in awe. And uh, I just, I see more failure rate for Thomas this week. That's just me personally. And I'm just not a huge fan of more Cowan Hoblin at all. So to me, Rom DJ is, is kind of what I'm circling right now. Noto, what do you think on this top range? Yeah, I feel a little lost up here. Um, you can make a strong case for any of them, pretty much. You can make a decent case against uh, a lot of them. I mean, Rom, the short game's been the big issue, but the ball striking's still been there. Obviously, it has a tremendous uh, track record here, four straight top tens. DJ's finally rounding into form, loves this place. JT, been a top 20 machine here. And uh, if you think back to last year, I mean, JT was in the mix on Saturday, uh, went to the par 5 13th had like an 80-yard shot, hit in the water, took his drop, then hit it uh, through the green and three-putted um, and took him out of the tournament. So uh, he was right there on Saturday before Hideki made his big run. Uh, man, I like you mentioned, Scheffler, I mean, a lot of uh, expectations come with being the number one golfer and paying 11 k for him doesn't seem right, but I said that at the match play and uh, he was exactly this price and he ended up winning. So uh, yeah, anyway, my favorite's probably going to be Rom. Just seems like he's the safest of the bunch. And then uh, I'd probably include JT as well. But, um, yeah, who do you like, Justin? Uh, I like Morikawa. I mean, I think it's really interesting because there's so many different schools of thought on this. And I am sort of subscribing to the theory of less emphasis on course history, extended course history this year. And I do subscribe to the theory that I think Augusta tends to negate the impact of a poor putter because the greens are so difficult that they're, you know, they're, they're challenging even for the good putters. So obviously some guys just know how to putt on these greens and they have success. But in general, if you just take your average, uh, you know, average putter and your below average putters, I think that their discrepancies between them would, would be a little less on this course over time. So give me the ball strikers. So I, I like Morikawa. We've got him at 8% right now. Um, you know, we know the ball striking is going to be there for him. So he's one of my favorites in GPPs. I do think the others are, you know, obviously safer, but um, probably put Rom number two and then some combination of DJ and, and JT after that. But uh, I saw Morikawa, I saw a stat from Morikawa and he, his ownership is intriguing. Yes, I agree with that. But there was a true strokes gained stat, probably from data golf, which true strokes gained in golf is basically how how well you're beating the field and how tough they are. Rom, Smith, Rom, Moore, Smith, Rom, Thomas were top three over the last six months. Morikawa, a ton of regression. And that just stood out to me. And I saw his interview today on the Masters. And it just seems like he feels like he should have a better game than here than he does. And he doesn't know how to arbitrate that. Um, I could just be inferring too much. But to me, I don't know. What happened in the interview today? I saw you tweeting about it. There was a drunk interviewer. It was the most, it was the most bizarre standoffish <laughs> interviewer interview because of that. It jaded the whole thing. He asked, he started digging about his marriage life. He had this weird anecdote about women, this stuff about the hero round four, which no one cares about. And after that, he was just tilted. It was, it was, you got to watch it. It's just bizarre. 
the guy was, was this in there. several different interviews no it was one guy well <laughs> well i know that one guy but was this in interviews with different golfers no it's his master's sort of you know i'm behind the table and now it's my turn to talk and this one interviewer he was smashed i mean he was he must have been drunk and every it just it just it just made turned his personality completely and then people start asking him questions like basically paraphrasing why do you suck and it, they were really hard on him and uh it became sort <laughs> of confrontation so you know it had me out on colin at least well maybe it's just the fault of the drunk interviewer you gotta see it <laughs> yeah i gotta watch that <laughs> All right, appointment viewing after the show. And if you're just joining us, we will do some giveaways in the Roto Grinders Discord, rotogrinders.com backslash Discord yes. Yes. Uh, live stream chat channel. And uh, we'll, we'll do some giveaways, a couple of our uh, favorite value picks. Uh, we'll do that here maybe oh, in about 10 minutes or so. We'll give you guys a little bit more time to get over there, find the, the live stream chat channel and, uh, and chat along with us. All right. Um, and at 10K, lest uh, I forget, uh, Rory coming off the miscut that was the most popular golfer in the field that we all played last week uh, again nobody's going to want to play Rory we know I mean the TD green game should be there I, I know the recent form is a little concerning but I'm, I'm just a sucker for 10k Rory at 11 percent uh, I will be significantly overweight on him in GPPs as well so um, yeah. and the best the best thing for Rory is, I mean, Tiger's stolen all the headlines this week. Yes. So the yes. career grand slam narratives just kind of been, you know, pushed to the backseat. You got it. Takes the pressure off a little bit with that for sure. All right, Noto, I'll let you have first uh, dibs on the next range here at, uh, uh, unless you got any other thoughts on above the above 10K guys, you can move on down to the, the mid to upper 9Ks. All right, look, I love Cam Smith. Uh, I think he could easily win here one day, but I don't think I can play him at this price at 23% ownership, um, at least not being overweight on him. I'll have a little bit just uh, just in case, but um, I'll take speed to have the ownership. I know he hasn't been great recently, but you look at his numbers from Valero. He gained 10.1 strokes tee to green. I mean, that's uh, you know his best since last year's Valero. We know he's good at this course. Uh, I talked about the creativity and all that. Um, he's got a win, two seconds, two thirds here. So yeah, I'll take Spieth uh, at low ownership. I like Xander uh, pretty much every major. You know, he's nearly won here twice. Uh, he gets a lot of knock for not winning uh, these stroke play events, not winning any big events. But uh, yeah, I'll take my chances with Xander at this price. And then uh, one of my favorite plays is going to be Brooks Kepka. Just look at his track record in the majors. Um, I went back to the start of 2016. He's played 20 majors. He's finished in the top five 60% of the time. So, I mean, that's just wild. He's finished 12 top fives in 20 majors. Um, it's and not he's bad. Been, he's been very good here. Um, I'll throw throw out his miscut here last year. He was basically playing on one leg. Um, he couldn't read any putts. He couldn't even walk, really. So, yeah, give me uh, Speed, Xander, and Brooks as my favorite plays in the 9K. All right. Like it. Um, and, and I tweeted this on Sunday um with Spieth you know playing so well tee to green and then fumbling on the greens that if his tee to green game stays as sharp as it was last week like he could win uh and if his putter is as bad as it was which he usually relies on uh he could get absolutely destroyed it all depends on you know 
whether the putting gets better or the ball striking gets worse. And uh, there's, I mean, there's just a lot of extremes with speed. And I've kind of come off of my, you know, extreme anti-speed stance. I played him quite a bit last week. Uh, I, I just think he's a really fascinating discussion because of the golf course, because of his history here, and because the way he played last week is just the polar opposite of what we've generally come to expect from Spieth, which would be a hot short game and a bad TD green game over the last few years. So a uh, really interesting case, I think, with how Spieth does this week. I think there's some upside and, and some downside. So definitely a good tournament play. Uh, Wiley, your thoughts on the 9K range here? Uh, completely in alignment with Derek on Spieth, Shoffley, and Smith. Uh, had Smith pre-players win at like 30 to 1. Uh, like that bet, I think he has the guts and the shot-making ability to survive around here. He's shown it in previous years. Um, now, will the expectations be too high for him? He has a lot of two-way misses off the tee, admittedly so. He talked about his interview today. Can he get away with that for a whole week? Can he putt well enough? I don't know. Spieth, Ben Coley put out his – is it Ben Coley? I always fuck this up. But I'm going to say Ben Coley did this. But he put a stat out there that Jordan Spieth has 20 of his 32 rounds at Augusta, form agnostic. He's had 23 par or better rounds with 32 and 10 under 70, um, meaning nine worse than par, which is insane. Um, and he hasn't had the best form in certain years to warrant that. And so he's a machine here. And at 93 sub 15 right now, sorry, 98 sub 15, that's kind of nuts. Um, Shoffley going to be popular. Uh, Cam Smith probably pulled from both of them. Uh, Kepka's probably my pick to win at this point. Yes. At this point. Uh, because I think that he has the temperament. I mean, he did well last year on one knee. And now he's in form and he's afraid of nothing. Uh Matsuyama, Zalatoris, DeShambo is a complete write-off. Uh, Zalatoris, perhaps. Matsuyama, can you ever, have you ever seen a previous year winner at this price sub 3% projected? Nope. Ever. No. Nope. Defending so, champs aren't very good, though, here. And his neck isn't either, right? <laughs> so, is it his neck or his back? I keep hearing He had a neck things. injury. It's Paul Casey's back. That's what I thought. Yep. So body yeah. parts. Body parts. Body parts. I'm afraid <laughs> because a lot of people saying Brooks is going to win. So 20 well, to 1, though. Nuts. Hey, uh, chalk, chalk hits of the Masters. If he wins, that's fine with me. Eat it. Yep. Yeah, I'm out on Bryson as well. I don't really have much to add on this range because I just agree. I am. I'm in on Zalatoris. I tweeted in January or February that he's going to win a major this year. The putter has been a major concern over the last couple months. That has me a little worried about that, but can't back down from the take. And I believe he changed putters. Yeah, um, he put a, a weight in the, the toe of the putter, which nobody had ever heard of. So, Well, whatever. It's not it going to be any worse. Yeah. yeah. So... And I mean, and that's all it's going to come down to with him is the putter. Like he's another guy that's shown that he can get up for the big events, kind of like the shuffling mold. And he finished second here in his debut last year. So, you know, the ball striking is going to be sharp. It's just a matter of whether or not he's going to make enough five foot putts 
uh, five foot par saves to, to keep them in the mix. So I am, uh, I'm in on Zalatoris. I don't have any disagreements with the other takes in this range. I don't think anybody really mentioned Cantlay. Is he just kind of the guy that's there that nobody wants to prioritize, but nobody. I have my notes from a few years ago when I was at the masters 2019, I said, always play Cantlay. I don't care what you, I I tell myself these notes. Don't care what the price, don't care what the form you play Cantlay, which I won't do, but (laughs) he could be a kill shot. Yeah. And probably low ownership too. So guy that does everything well. Very good bank grass putter. Flawless game. Yeah, I like the Zalatoris call too. Well, I'll he'll be part of my team. No, no putt. I'll get him and Morikawa on the same lineup, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. So, uh, I mentioned earlier we're gonna do a couple giveaways. So we're gonna do a free week of Roto Grinders Premium, and we're gonna do a free week of Scores and Odds Premium. Uh, if you're not familiar with scores and odds, part of the Roto Grinders network, uh, plenty of good sports betting picks. If we put golf stuff in there, of course, we got MLB coming up. So uh, we'll give away a free premium uh, week of Roto Grinders premium and scores and odds premium. Uh, the the guess that you have to throw in the Roto Grinders Discord in the live stream chat channel. I asked both Noto and Wiley for their favorite kind of sub 10% owned value plays. So it's not going to be Corey Connors. But the favorite sub 10% own value plays, and we're talking, say, you know, 70, under 8K on DraftKings for sure, um, 7,800 or less, and say under 10% ownership. So if you guess Wiley's favorite value play, you get a free week of Roto Grinders Premium. If you guess Noto's favorite value play, you get a free week of Scores and Odds Premium. Throw those guesses in the chat. I will uh, monitor them as the guys are talking, and uh, and we'll find our winners, and we'll we'll have Devin hook you up. So, all right, uh, let's see. Moving on down to the to the next range. Wiley, what are you looking at here in nine K and into the the mid eight Ks? Can I asterisk the favorite part of my loan? I just had to find one. <laughs> you're not planting the flag here right you, you just no. you really struggled to find one that he felt okay about so uh, it's embarrassing oh i can't give away but yeah it's yeah yeah don't give anything away it, you can right. give away the giveaways all right all right here we go uh 8k range all right so some neat stuff down here let's start with tiger woods tiger woods i said i saw him on the range uh he was in alpha mode Everyone seemed to crumble like as he passed by them, like he was this black, he's just this gravitational black hole. It was almost fanboys out there from professional golfers who just wanted to be near him. And they looked like 20 handicappers who were there to pro am. Just, I mean, he was hitting everything flawlessly. He was hitting, he was doing this short game masterclass, hitting three irons on a downhill lie into the green, which I don't know if he'll ever play that shot, but good luck. I mean, he was, he's been hitting balls high, long with a draw. Um, I'm just telling you, he is, he doesn't show up at tournaments if he doesn't believe he can win. He's been practicing for four months. Um, I like him. Uh, Lowry, I can never quit. Lowry is just that gamer. He's got all kinds of, he's got all kinds of shots. He's clever. Uh, he knows how to play on, on fast surfaces. He can putt. He's got a great short game. Sneaky long, too. I forget what tournament. Was it the match play? No, it was the one before that. Valspar? Somewhere. But I'm like, man, he can really he can really muscle the ball in the fairway. Uh, and then, of course, I'll steal this from 
uh, Noto is Finau, right? Did just enough last week at Valero. Priced 8.1, which in other years he's in the nines and chalky. And now no one's going to play him. Probably gained four strokes on approach last week. Right. And had eight birdies in his final round of the Dell match play, blah, 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 blah. I wish he missed the cut. He didn't. Now I'm back on. It's it's cracked, right? <laughs> so here we are. Good history at the Masters. Good fit Always. for the course. Top 10 Tony. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. Did it on one ankle one time. Yeah. He popped his own ankle in. <laughs> at the par three contest. Yes. Yeah. He literally popped it in and then with top 10. Nobody played him that year because everybody saw it. It was gruesome. It looked it was horrifying and then he was just fine um all right so let's see <laughs> nobody's guessed your favorite values they must be some Where, real bad ones this, what do i see this chat uh rotogrinders.com backslash discord the live stream chat oh, channel okay. Okay. uh is the place to be it's the happening spot all the kids are there and they've told their friends all right um Noto, your thoughts on Tiger and company? Yeah, I got to start with Tiger. So um, all the reports are good. Uh, we just got a quote from Fred Couples, um, you know, as we are on this. It says, he looked phenomenal. What impressed me the most is he is bombing it. If you want to talk golf, he oh. is bombing it. So, uh, yeah, Tiger knows this place. Uh, and if you want to get on a bet, FanDuel has him to make the cut right now, plus 108 um, to make the cut for Tiger Woods, greatest of all time. Uh, and his top 40 odds are minus 175, which I don't understand the difference between those two. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm going to be hammering. Wait that a second. Bet. What? Yeah. To make the cut plus 108, uh, top 40 minus 175. And it's that like that not, on a, that does not give you this 41st. <laughs> it's up. like that on a bunch of different uh, sports books. I think it's because you can parlay the top 40 bet maybe. So they juice the odds up a little bit. That's the only thing I can think of. But um, yeah, positive odds for Tiger to make the cut. So go get that. Even I, even I think that's a smart bet. Even though I'm, I'm not nearly as high on him as you two are for the week as a whole. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, range of outcomes. Who knows what he's going to do? It's just going to be fun to see him out there. Uh, for DFS wise, I much prefer him on Fanduel. He's only eighty eight hundred over there. Much better point per dollar option in my opinion than on DraftKings. But uh, I love Tiger, so I'm going to have him a little bit on both. At uh, the top of the range, I like going to Louis Oosthuizen, um, a guy that always shows up for the majors. You know, last year he had second, second, and third uh, in the four majors. He had, he hasn't missed a cut on the PJ Tour since January of 2021, and nobody wants to play him right now because, you know, the form hasn't been amazing. So love the spot for Louis at low ownership. And then I'll have a sprinkle of Sam Burns, even though it's his first uh, appearance here. Uh, and then obviously I like Finau um, just for all the reasons you guys mentioned. Just tends to play well here. And uh, if we get him a low ownership, even better. All right. Uh, Gregorius the Wise is our first winner of the contest guessing Noto's uh, value in Stewart Sink. So uh, congrats and uh, get a free week of scores and odds premium. So thanks, uh, Gregorius the Wise, the winner there. Um, know you're already an RG premium member, so we appreciate that. And Hopefully we can hook you up with some scores and odds premium. If you're a scores and odds premium member already, uh, we'll get you some swag or something. So we'll hook up, hook you up with something. I'll have Devin reach out to you. Wiley's value play that he was forced to come up with still outstanding. So that uh, free week of Roto Grinders premium still up for grabs. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, Tiger at 8,500 on DK is a tough sell. It'll be really interesting to see uh, if people end up playing him. I mean, I think casual people will just play him, you know, in some lower dollar GPPs just for the fun of it and the, the sweat. But um, other thoughts on the, the rest of this 8K range for you there, Derek? Uh, I think Adam Scott's going to be more popular than we have him right now. I think, uh, you know, he's, he's been playing really well. Great history here at the Masters. I think Neiman's going to be pretty popular as well. Um, really good around the green uh, this year. My concern with Neiman, 11 starts in the majors, uh, no top tens. He's missed half of the cuts there. So I don't know. I, I'm torn on Neiman, but yeah, pretty much uh, not as strong of a range as, as I would love. But I like Louie, Burns, Tiger, and Finau the most. I'm in on Louie this week as well. Again, another guy that I tend to to overlook, but uh, so many runner-up finishes in these majors. You know, he wants uh, wants to to get himself another victory, and uh, the way he's played over the last year uh, certainly would, wouldn't be surprised if he was in the mix. So, uh, Wiley, what else you like in the eight Ks? Um, eight Ks, we're still in there. I don't well, know if really you got know. anything else before we move along. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, I mean. That's it. I mean, Sam Bird's is kind of chalky. I don't really get that. Um, I mean, Tyrrell Hatton. I know the 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 Floyd boys kind of like Tyrrell Hatton. Uh, answer. Well, no, sorry. Seven point nine k is less than eight k, so we'll just go to there. Well, that's okay. You can move along to the seven k's if oh, you're. You want me to? Okay. Sure. Sure. All right. So, super chalk of the week, Corey Connors, right? Uh, they priced him. I think this is the w- one of the worst, if not the worst price. I think they put him way too low. And so he's going to jam in every lineup off of a Casey that's uh, has ne- has back spasms. And he's going to be close to 30% owned, which is projected now close to that. And I think it's going to sustain it uh, because, you know, Webb is not attractive to people. Billy Horschel, will know. Uh, Fitzpatrick looks to be highly owned, but I don't think that's going to play out. Uh, one, one that's interesting, and I still think probably about 3,000 too high, is Tommy Fleetwood. And I'm looking at your reactions for this, and Noto's nodding. He hasn't been bad, okay? <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is what some people, you know, is a terrible compliment, is that you haven't been terrible. But for him... I mean, Hovland is last on tour in strokes gains around the strokes gained around the green. Tommy Fleetwood is one or two. Plus, you know how well he can drive the ball. And he does okay around here. I mean, he's been in contention in previous years. Plus, he's a pretty calm dude. I mean, he doesn't seem to get rattled much. Now, will he take your endocrine system, rip it out of your body, and crush it on Sunday? Yes. <laughs> At 7.7K, is it worth it? Yes. I punt it to you to agree with me, Rob. Yeah, I was going to say. He's always a fan of Fleetwood, so you'll get some agreement. It doesn't take much for me to get in on Fleetwood. Um, But I was going to say, he struggles on the weekends here. Like you mentioned, he's going to crush your heart on Sunday. Um, So maybe, you know, first round leader type of bet. Maybe uh, some showdown first couple of days. Um, But yeah, I'll play some Tommy. Um, I like I'm struggling on what to do with Fitzpatrick. You know, I talked about chasing upside here and he's had basically none of it. Uh, he makes a cut here every year, but T21 is his best finish, but he has gained some distance off the tee this year. We know the short game's great. I think I'll probably play some Fitzpatrick and then Connors obviously makes a lot of sense for everybody. Great ball striker, great history here. 
But I love going back to Paul Casey. Uh, we talked about this before the show. So if he didn't, wasn't even in the field for the match play, didn't have to withdraw with the back injury, was coming off of a T3 uh, at the players, he would be extremely high owned. He was the second highest owned golfer in this event last year. Now nobody wants to play him just because of, uh, you know, the back spasms or whatever. Um, so, yeah, give me all the Paul Casey at 7,600. Yeah, I think that's an interesting uh, debate between where guys like Connors and, and Casey are going to come out. Obviously, Connors with and, and I did uh, I was on the Gamble On podcast. We taped that, I think, third you know, Wednesday, Wednesday last week. And and I was just looking at preliminary odds and I saw that Paul Casey was 65 or uh, Corey Connors was 65 to one. And I said, well, Corey Connors is a value at 65 to one. That means he's going to be the biggest value in DFS because, you know, obviously it's no secret that the the pricing is kind of based on the odds. So if you like Casey as a, you know, value bet as well, if you'd rather just do that, I mean, he's like 65 to one, or, you know, you can get correlated odds for, for top five, top 10, if you want to do that instead. But uh, so maybe you do that and you fade him in DFS, depending on, you know, if you do sports betting and, and whatnot, but I uh, could tell from a week ago that, that Connors was going to be the, the chalk value just based on the opening odds. Um. All right. Uh, Noto, anything else in the lower part of the 7K range for you? You know, one of my least favorite pastimes is of the Masters is watching Justin Rose make eagles from the trees and chip in every third hole. Um, man, he, I can't stand watching him because I never play him. Uh, and he always just has so much magic at this course somehow. Um, what was that name you said? Justin <laughs> Rose. Oh. Nobody has guessed. So Wiley had to hold on to it because that was Wiley's pick, but nobody guessed it. And I figured it'd be midnight by the oh, time that was, somebody. That was your pick? That was his pick. But you, I, I made Wiley pick it before you were in the room before the show. So we're going to do a live pivot because mine, uh, nobody has guessed yet uh, in the uh, the Discord chat. But my pick, uh, somebody did, get, did guess in the YouTube chat. And uh, we'll uh, we'll reward that since nobody we gave everybody like 15 minutes to get Rose and nobody did. But uh, my pick is uh, is Brian Harmon, Noto's other boy, Brian Harmon. So Antoine Banks is the uh, the winner for for picking uh, my selection there since nobody could get Rose. And uh, we'll hook you up with a free week of Roto Grinders Premium. Uh, as our other so winner no tonight. one wins a prize because of my pick no well i did mine instead i wasn't going to do oh, mine okay. otherwise because uh, we, we, were, we were just going to do two giveaways so i was leaving mine aside but nobody could get rose so i'm the replacement i was going to give away a prize. free bottle of alpha brain Activate i'll, I'll take it since right, i brought him good. up as the most tilting golfer in the history of the masters <laughs> i remember you really tilting that last year i think you were sweating something yeah, I don't even remember, but uh, just look at his strokes gain stats. They were like plus 10 around the greens or something. Yeah, he was seven under through first round. He's four, four shots. Yeah. And he hit zero fairways, I think. <laughs> and then we all uh, we all tilt entered the weekend uh, showdown contest after that. All right. Um, Wiley, do you want to add something on Rose since uh, Noto stole your thunder there? No, I completely just made it up. I I can't I can't play Rose. You just picked a guy who threw a dart. Yeah, I just I just like was scrolling down at three seconds and said, "Let's go with Rose." You play Patrick Reed instead? No, he looked terrible today. He's looked uh, terrible for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it was just all right. Me. Anybody else you like in there? Uh, I'll, yes, I do. Okay, uh, and I didn't think he'd be this highly owned, but Max Homa. Okay, Max Homa. Um, he's got that strut. He's a winner. Nothing phases him. 
and he's extremely he's just he's just a solid iron player and he he knows how to win he's won three times at this stage in his career he's won riviera in a tough field which sometimes that field comps the augusta augusta national he's done not done well at the masters but um i think that i feel that and not well i won't say that i think that he can have some motivation with a chip on his shoulder in that he's being overlooked here. He was ranked very low in some, in articles. Um, no one's talking about him. Not that he looks at DK pricing. Maybe I sent it to him, but 7,100 is kind of like, you know, I think Max home is just a better golfer. Maybe not. <laughs> we'll I mean, find I out. Sam Young's going to be way too overowned is my, and Bobby Mack too. So there's your pivot. Where's the Bobby Mack buzz coming from? I can understand where the young buzz is coming from. Where's the Bobby Mack buzz coming from? I tell you why. Because on a certain optimal-ish type lineup, you've got (laughs) 7K left, and he fills it in nice and perfect. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I can see the young buzz because of the way he's played, like in the winter slash early spring season. But uh, McIntyre's ownership surprised me a bit. See Wu getting some ownership too. So I don't – I mean, I don't love anyone down here. Um, I like Leishman the most. I, I just think you know, he's one. If you want to fill that course history, steady. I think he's made the cut the last six years at, at this tournament. So uh, I like Leishman at seventy three hundred. Love it, love it. Um, Noto, you got anything else above seven thousand or at seven thousand? Was going to bring up Leishman. Was going to bring up Homa. So I agree with both of you guys on that. I think Homa, if he had one made cut here, like last year, if he had a T40, I think he'd be a lot higher on than this at this price point. So good value there. Um, was going to bring up Young and McIntyre, but they probably will be pretty popular. So the only other guy I'm looking at, Siwoo Kim, tends to play the same course as well each and every year. And he's uh, got a pretty good track record around these parts. Four straight made cuts, all in the top 35. All right, that pretty much does it for the 7K range. And you get to the, the very bottom of the field. You've got all the, the, the past champions and the, the, the happy-to-be-here folks. And so, you know, no disrespect to Sandy Lyle and Larry Mize and those guys and Mike Weir, but they're, they're just not going to compete at this stage of their, their careers. So basically, you go from 92 golfers to, say, 80 ish that have a legitimate chance to make the cut. And then you're taking top 50 in ties. So maybe that ends up being like 55 golfers. So then you're looking at basically three quarters of the rosterable players potentially uh, with a 90% plus chance to make the cut. So um, you you really don't want to be digging all the way down to 6K. Uh, There's just not a lot down there. But Mid six Ks. I mean, we mentioned sync a few minutes ago um, because uh, it was a guest for the the giveaway. Um, you know, you got guys like Peters and Straka that are going to get a little bit of ownership. I like Harmon a good bit. So uh, Noto mentioned this a couple weeks ago because Noto always is the Harmon whisperer. Uh, how much his numbers had improved, say over the last eight to ten weeks. Uh, and obviously we, you know, we know that that's better form is better than the form he was in a year ago. And he's only 6,800, uh, being a lefty doesn't hurt at Augusta and he's made the cut his two trips here. So I'm in on Harmon. Noto, you got to, I need your blessing on Harmon to feel good about it though. 
Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have a sprinkle. I don't think I'm going to play a ton of guys in this range, uh, even though I do think it makes sense to do stars and scrubs. But again, most weeks, you know, a T40 from a 6K guy is going to mean a lot. But I just don't think you know, anything outside the top 30 is going to do much for you, um, even if you get six of six. So I'm going to sprinkle down here. I do like uh, I do like Stuart Sink. Look, he's very long off the tee. Uh, coming off of a T7 at the Valspar, he gained six strokes ball striking. And look at his numbers at the Masters. Um, he's played here 13 times. He has nine made cuts and seven top 20 finishes. So a guy that finishes pretty high up there when he does get in the field at the Masters. He's 25 to one to finish top 10 uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook. So uh, my two favorite bets of the week, Tiger to make the cut and sink to top 10 at 25 to one. Then I'll take a sprinkle of Cam Champ just because for whatever reason, he plays well here. I've um, heard uh, the distance to apex stat uh, brought up a lot this week. I don't think you can do a lot with it, but he's number one in this field, uh, both these are the last two years um, in distance to apex. And then the final guy, I'll take a sprinkle of Thomas Peters. I know he hasn't been great, but um, a couple of wins over on the Euro tour earlier this year. All right. Um, a shout out to our old friend, Dan Kramer in the YouTube chat. Noto and I are still working overtime to try to recover all the money he took from us in the snake drafts on the draft app uh, back in the day when that was still around. But uh, um, uh, Rob is asking if we're doing a giveaway for the 4444 Millimaker. Uh, we don't have the authority to give away that much on the show without, uh, you know, that probably coming out of our pockets. So unfortunately, no 4444 giveaway. Uh, maybe next year. We'll see. All right. Uh, <laughs> Wiley, uh, value plays for you under 7K. Anything you like? Not a lot. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little bit shook with how much I align with Derek this week. Um, so I mean Woodland, yeah, I I think that his ownership will probably be a little higher than that. Um, but he does just a lot of things well. He's a major winner. Um, last year he was trying to flight the ball a little higher to hit into these greens and land them and stick them a little better. Um, I think now his game is developed. He played really well last week. I thought he was going to win at one point. Um, Thomas Peters, you can never not sell me on Thomas Peters. He's like Finau, just a big, beautiful man who can do everything well. And he did perform well here one year. I mean, it's a stretch for Thomas Peters because he can combust pretty easy. And then I do like Sank. I mean, um, if you if you do a lot of lineups and have started building hand building them sync just makes sync makes a lot of things work at 6.4 and i think that he'll be more popular than 2.2 but i could tell you i could tell you it's quite a slice of life sweating stuart sync on friday because he can be really bad and then you regret not only playing him but then existing <laughs> And then you said Mac Hughes. I mean, Mac Hughes is, you know, he's probably one of the best, best, you know, long putters on tour. I mean, he's just this sort of nifty guy who does a lot of things well and never gets in a ton of trouble. I can kind of see him, but you got to have top tens here. There's just not a ton down here. I love. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a big ceiling on a lot of these guys, but. A lot of people think a lot of people think Minwoo Lee is delectable. Honestly, they have been playing him. I've seen a lot of him in in 
really getting talked up. I don't see it yet, but I could be wrong. All right, the uh, the over hits on uh, whether or not you'd be able to Wiley challenge for those of you that aren't in the live chat. Wiley challenged the chat to make him work a word in, and Bogey Monster with the very good suggestion of delectable. Uh, and I was trying to figure out where he was going to drop it in. It was very dangerous there for a few moments when he's talking about Stewart Sink. I wasn't sure where he was going to go with delectable, but we got it. Over caches okay. on full, full, full disclosure. I make Will Brinson do it on his CBS broadcast, and yesterday's was oceanographer, and he fucking nailed it. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's an interesting game. Uh, it's, uh, it's the best game. <laughs> just because you, you, such a limited number of people are in on that's the right. are in on the fun, right. uh, and then you're just waiting for it. All right. right. Um, Noto, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, Wiley, you're the best. You're welcome uh, to join the show anytime you want. I would love to be on it. You guys are great. I've liked you for a long time, obviously. So, Well, hey, we've got uh, Masters Week. Almost made it a full hour with uh, in a tournament where we've got about 70 guys that are capable of, of being rostered. So it's always a great time. Thanks to those of you who hung out with us live in the chat. We appreciate that. And uh, with that, it's time for us to get out of here. We can start building lineups. You can start building lineups. If you're watching on demand, good luck uh, as you build those lineups. And uh, hopefully we gave you some laughs along the way as you listened along. For those of you watching live, time to go watch the national championship game for college basketball. I, I've uh, got to try to uh, figure out what I'm going to have uh, for, for dinner. But uh, we're going to try... Uh, to do some additional stuff on uh, Twitter as we get closer, because we taped the show on Monday this week. We usually tape on, on Tuesdays. So obviously to get this in your hands earlier on a light sports night, um, we did, you know, the live show on Monday. Uh, we're going to potentially maybe do a, a Twitter spaces or something like that to get you some additional content on Wednesday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that through our Roto Grinders channels and on social media uh, if you're interested in getting some updates and additional lineup thoughts as we uh, we get closer to uh, to Thursday. And also, we are offering a discount on Roto Grinders Premium for this week only. You can get the seasonal premium subscription at a discount. The uh, original price, $339.99. You can get it this week for $199.99, $140 off. You can check out the banner on the homepage. We've got it uh, prominently placed there on the top of the homepage. Uh, or check out the link in the video description. So don't miss out PGA discount on the uh, seasonal premium subscription. Baseball starts Thursday. I mean, plenty of stuff uh, to, to keep you busy at Roto Grinders. Also, Scores and Odds. Check us out, scoresandodds.com, also part of the Roto Grinders network. And uh, we appreciate all of you checking us out and watching the show with us live. So with that, for Noto, for Wiley, I'm Justin. Thanks to Devin as well for producing and working hard behind the scenes for us. Good luck with Masters Week, everybody, and we will see you back here one week from now. Good luck, everybody.